0: What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As the new year has turned over, we have just been granted with an additional $6,000 worth of space in our TFSAs. And it honestly boggles my mind that there are so many people out there in Canada who are either A, not even using their TFSAs to begin with, maybe due to a lack of knowledge or I don't know why, but they're not utilizing the space that they have. Or B, there's so many people out there that are using the TFSAs but not necessarily maximizing the capabilities. They're not using it as most efficiently as possible. And in today's video, I wanna give you guys a few options, how you can improve the use of your TFSA going into the year 2022. The TFSA, of course, for those not familiar, is an account that was brought to us here in Canada back in 2009. And it's an account that we can open up either with, let's say our bank, you can open up with a brokerage account, like a Wealthsimple or a Quest Trade. And within that account, you can pop money in and any type of growth that you earn in that account, whether it's dividends, whether it's interest, whether it's uh, capital gains, just the growth of your stocks, everything that goes on within that account is tax-free. One thing of course, to be aware about with the TFSA is that there are limits. And that's kind of why we're talking about this video because we just got $6,000 more worth worth of space. But if I pop up on the screen, basically an up-to-date table as of 2022, we can look back and see year after year what the limit was or what the additional room that they added to we see that back in 2009 it started at five thousand dollars per year we've seen that gradually tick up to where we sit today we're sitting at an additional six thousand dollars worth of space now on the right side of this chart for those not familiar with the tfsa if you have never ever opened one before so if you've just been not doing it for whatever reason like hey that's hey that's okay but maybe this is the year that you do If you're old enough, you will actually have been acquiring space year after year after year without you even knowing it. It can be a little bit tricky to do the math, but there are all sorts of websites and calculators that you can use. In fact, I'll actually link this one down below where you can basically punch in the year that you turned 18 and you can go select whatever year you want and it will actually populate up for you and do the math how much contribution space you have. Another way that you can find your space just FYI is going to the CRA website and they should populate it up for you. I will just say as a warning, sometimes it can be wrong and it doesn't necessarily track how much you've already put in. So don't like just believe whatever you see on there because they won't care if you over contribute, which is something that you can do. Nevertheless, if you guys have space in your TFSA, you should be aiming to maximize that right away. And before we talk about the different, options in terms of how I would go about doing this in 2022. I want to start this video off with actually a couple of pro tips. Okay. I'm going to call these the pro tips for the video. Number one is that, did you know, you can actually gift your spouse money to put into their TFSAs. And let's assume you're the type of person that has already maxed out your TFSA. Maybe you didn't max it out, but it's very likely in some relationships where one person is the higher income earner, maybe the wife or the husband stays at home, they're not really making much money. Well, they're acquiring space year after year after year, you can just gift them some money and you can pop it into that account and basically from a household level when you look at it from the top down you're just acquiring or you're just utilizing more of that sheltered space that you have so if you haven't already done that that is my pro tip number one now number two if you have not done this already take the time to set your spouse as what is called a successor for your TFSA and it's very important to differentiate the terms successor from beneficiary very very similar and we all probably know what a beneficiary is. If we die, when we die, when that time comes, we basically declare and say, hey, who are these assets going to? Where's my money? Where's my account gonna go to? Is it gonna go to this person, this person, this person? Well, with the TFSA, we can actually set up our spouse, technically our common law partners as well as a successor. And that minor change actually avoids a lot of paperwork, not a lot of paperwork, but it will avoid some paperwork at that time. It'll avoid a big headache and more or less a a more stressful situation that needs to be. Because I can read right here, right off the Government of Canada website, if named a successor holder, the survivor will become the new holder of the TFSA immediately upon the death of the original holder. So that account would essentially go straight over to your spouse or common law partner. Actually, this is here from CIBC, comparing that to if you had just set them as a beneficiary. If the spouse or partner is designated as a beneficiary of your TFSA, instead of being designated as a successor holder, they have until December 31st, the following year, of the death to contribute any payments received out of the TFSA up to date with the death value into their own TFSA without affecting their own their unused contribution room. To complete this exempt contribution, they must file CRA form RC240 within 30 days after the contribution is made. Just so much more of a headache than it really has to be. It makes it so much more confusing when you could just quickly make this shift and it will just shift right into their hands. Just to be clear, if you already have a TFSA, if the successor already holds their own TFSA TFSA, they would be considered the holder of two separate accounts. So you'd have your TFSA and then the, the deceased TFSA. If you do opt, you can actually essentially conjoin them or you can consolidate them. There is a form to do that. This is what's considered a qualifying transfer here. Nevertheless, this video today is talking about how we can maximize and in this case, optimize our TFSAs. And that's just something that if you haven't already done, it takes a probably a few seconds to go find the form or submit it with your broker or just call up the the bank or whatever it is and just say, hey, I'd like to make this minor shift within my account. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about some of the ways that we can actually use the money within our TFSA. Once of course, we've kind of transferred it in. I have four options that I wanna talk about today, starting with option number one being the boring one of the bunch, but that is using your TFSA as your emergency fund. Now, the experts will often recommend that no matter who you are out there, You take the time to build up a little pool of money, typically ranging between three to six months worth of living expenses. This would basically be including things like, you know, your mortgage payment, your rent payment, um, car payments, grocery bills, basically just look at what you spend on a monthly basis and multiply that by three to six and just have that money set aside in case of an emergency. Now I'm kind of mixed on an emergency fund to be honest i think it's actually not the best advice to say that everybody out there needs an emergency fund i think it's important to really do a self-assessment and take a look at your lifestyle take a look at your you know requirements as a person in terms of do you have family are you living at home all of these things factor into whether you need an emergency fund or how big that emergency fund could be the reality is that stuff does come up all the time for those that are following me on instagram you guys know my, my pipes just froze over. It's been freezing here for us in Vancouver, but yeah, my pipes just froze over and I had to call a plumber and get that done. And it's just these unforeseen things that do happen. And to have a pool of $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. Again, it's obviously gonna be all relative, but the TFSA can be an amazing place for that. You can take the time and decide whether you need an emergency fund. If you're the type that's just living at home and you're you know, making a bunch of money through work, but you still live with family, probably is not much of a need for an emergency fund that said if you're somebody that has a family relying on you you're the only person you know making money in the in the family well then you absolutely should build this up and i think the tfsa is a very suitable option for that i actually prefer to use my tfsa for investment purposes and actually growing my wealth and if i were to have kind of an emergency fund on the side i'd probably lean towards just your standard high interest savings account. I've used EQ Bank in the past. It happens to be my favorite, but pretty much any of your major banks, uh, TD, Royal Bank, whatever the case is, they're gonna offer that. But option number one is the boring one. It's leaving it as an emergency fund. Option number two is using your TFSA to go out and buy index funds or ETFs exchange traded funds. And if you're a new investor here in 2022 and you're just like getting your feet wet in the market, this is probably the route that might make the most sense going out and essentially buying a basket of assets or a basket of stocks. You know, maybe you're not at a point or a, you may not have the care to go out and go and pick individual stocks. Your knowledge base might not be there. You may not have the time to do that. It might just be too scary. Well that shouldn't deter you from investing and buying a basket of stocks. So one fund that holds hundreds or thousands of different stocks, that's just such a great way to get diversified, to spread your eggs. And you can do it all with a very, very low cost. I actually just recently did a video talking about my favorite ETFs here in Canada. If you're someone that's looking for passive income updated for 2022, I'll link that one up ahead for you guys. But nevertheless, there are so many types of index funds you can go in and buy. You can buy an S&P 500 fund to go get exposure to the US market. You could go buy a Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency fund. If you want to get exposure to that. That space. Well, you can absolutely do that all within your TFSA. Obviously this option would be quite suitable for investors that are looking to grow their money over time. If you have a very short time frame or horizon that you're aiming for, probably not the best to put it in the equity funds. There's actually going to be an option coming up next that I think may be more suitable for that, but... If you look at the statistics, you look at what history has told us about the equity markets ranging somewhere between seven to 8% per year compounded. Basically, as far as the data goes back, you can very easily get exposure to that by using index funds, going out and buying ETFs. And you can absolutely do all that within your TFSA. Hey, everybody, it's Brandon here. Option number three is that you can use the money and go out and buy a GIC. And yes, you can buy GICs in a tax-free savings account. What is a GIC? For those not familiar, a GIC is a guaranteed investment certificate. And it's a very, very, very safe and conservative type of investment. In fact, this would fall into the category of a fixed income style investment. Essentially what you're doing is you're taking your dollars in that account and you're in a sense, lending them out, you're lending them out for a set period of time, whether that be three months, whether that be six months, you can buy like a two year GIC for that matter. And in return for lending out your money, you are gonna receive a little interest rate. Very commonly, the longer and longer you're willing to kind of lend out that money, you will get a higher and higher interest rate. In the modern day, you know, as of the time of filming this video, the rates are not, very high whatsoever, but nevertheless, this is such a safe, safe type of investment option. And it's not to say that you should be buying these GICs with the expectation of, expectation of making a whole bunch of return. A GIC is a very, very suitable investment for a couple types of people out there First and foremost, I would say for older people, so if you're like a very, very conservative person and you just say, hey, I don't really wanna see my money drop and I just wanna kinda keep up with inflation, I don't want my money to kinda go up and down and up and down, I just kinda wanna slowly, slowly chug along, well, that'd be very suitable for a GIC, your money is basically guaranteed, it is guaranteed, it's a guaranteed investment certificate, you're just forfeiting a lot of growth. That said, younger people could absolutely benefit from a GIC as well if they have this money that is gonna be used for a shorter term purchase. So if for example, you told me, you know, six months from now or a year from now, I plan to go do a semester at such and such school and I have this money set aside to go pay for my schooling or hey, I have money that I know I'm gonna put towards a down payment a little bit down the road. Well, if you're not comfortable investing that in the stock market because you don't wanna see it go up and down, you can essentially lock yourself into one of these very minimal, very small rates and at least do your best to keep up um, with inflation, you know? you may not even keep up with inflation to be honest uh, with the numbers that we're seeing right now, but it's better than it just sitting there in cash. And technically your purchasing power is just whittling and whittling, whittling away. So the GIC is an option that people can go out and do. You can buy these often through your banks. Again, EQ bank does offer them. I would just say, be careful what types of GICs you get into, especially when you get to the bank, you know, not trying to bash them, but it's so common that I come across people saying, Hey, look at my portfolio. This is what I own and they're actually locked into a GIC. They are, you know, term products in nature, but some ways that they're structured, they will be hit with more redemption fees. There'll be a penalty essentially to take out earlier than that. So if you do go the route of GICs, just make sure that, you know, Hey, I'm not going to use this money for three months or six months, but it is an option that is there for a TFSA. Last but not least, option number four is of course using your TFSA to go out and invest in individual stocks, going out and buying stocks directly. This is what I plan to do. I'm actually very excited to build up my TFSA for those that haven't been following along. I got a ton of space in there that i'm going to be building up in the year 2022 i just did a video actually talking about my top five picks that i'm going to be looking at in the new year if you haven't already seen that but we just talk about so many stock ideas on the channel so if you're not already subscribed take a moment to subscribe but i plan to build my stock this year focusing on some of the bigger chip names, the big blue chip names, basically balancing that between a healthy mix of dividend stocks, as well as a healthy mix of growth stocks. Now that's just what I'm personally aiming for within my portfolio. You could be an investor that says, Hey, I really want to go for passive income by buying stocks directly. You could go out and essentially build a portfolio of dividend stocks. And I have a really fun example that I can share with you guys I have a calculator up on the screen and I just inputted some data. Well, actually I populated the data for me, but I put in Manulife stock, the ticker MFC.to. The only data that I added in here was that, um, let's just say we're buying 250 shares, which is ballpark $6,000. I did as well add the dividend growth rate that we can expect or the annual increase to that dividend. I put here 10%, basically where I got this number from was just looking at some other sources. Uh, over the past five years, they've grown at this percent you know maybe it's a a little bit a little bit generous to think that they can grow this let's say over 10 20 years at 10 percent they won't be able to it will go down but just for the sake of this example just having some fun let's assume that they can grow this dividend for 10 percent year after year i've inserted a time frame of 20 years and if we choose to reinvest dividends so drip our dividends which is a term that you're going to come across for dividend investors Just for some fun math, your ending balance here ends up at $70,000. Now this doesn't even include capital appreciation. This doesn't even include adding more money or contributing more money to the account. This is simply a number that is driven from reinvesting the dividends. The dividends that is spinning off in passive income, we're just deploying that back and getting that snowball rolling. And of course, because this account is the tax-free savings account, it's a tax sheltered account, down the road 20 years from now, we can withdraw this entire amount we can go use it, we can go spend it and not have to pay a single dollar in tax. So that's just a fun example that I will share with you guys. Uh, Another option, of course, could be going out and picking like more growth-focused stocks. Again, I'm doing a combination of both, but you absolutely could say, Hey, I don't have the need or want for passive income. Why not go out and buy companies like a Microsoft or even an Aritzia, you know, companies that have more exciting growth prospects to them. One thing I would say to be careful of, and don't make this mistake because so many people make this mistake with their TFSAs. They come in knowing that they have such limited amount of TFSA space, right? I only have X amount of sheltered room, so I need to go out and buy the highest growing stocks. and most aggressive most risky stocks because i want to multiply my account here and just make the most of it right get the most bang for your buck but i would highly advise against that i mean this is not advice i shouldn't use the word advice but i would just highly suggest you know highly point yourself away from that because there are cases where you can do very very well but by nature when you start leaning towards maybe the smaller cap companies or the more riskier aggressive ones more often than not these stocks just go the wrong direction keep in mind one of the things about the TFSA is that if you have such and such space if your account drops down and down and down and these stocks end up being you know bag holder stocks that you're just losing on year after year after year if you sell those investments for a loss you actually lose that space that it depleted by and you never ever. Get that back so to me the tfsa is just this precious precious account that it's like why would we jeopardize that going for the riskier stocks and being too and with riskier stocks like the crazy riskier stocks you know the speculative stocks going on and buying specs to each their own but for me it kind of boils down to what we always talk about on this channel is that whether you're looking at the TFSA, whether you're looking at your RSP, a margin account, whatever the case is, we should be aiming for these high quality names, companies that we feel confident in that are going to grow our money over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. To me, that's really the name of the game. And it's kind of what we preach here all the time. Again, if you are looking for some good stock ideas, I just did a video talking about stocks like Lockheed Martin, talking about Couchtard. Uh, These are a few stocks that I'm looking at. Always do your own research and due diligence. But that is some ways guys that I think you can maximize. Or optimize your TFSA's going into the year 2022. If you haven't already, take a moment and drop a like on this video. That's a great way of supporting us. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe. We post videos like this every single week. This will be my third video of the new year, and I'm not gonna stop. Well, I think I. It would be very hard to go at this rate, but I'm gonna keep pumping out so much content for you guys. I really hope you are enjoying. A great way of showing that is by giving a big thumbs up. Of course, we do have our academy down below too. If you're somebody that hasn't gotten started yet, or maybe you did, but you just need that extra help, we do offer online courses, training, a group where you can chit chat and tune in for webinars. It's really, really awesome. We focus solely on the Canadian market. That is that first link down below if you wanna learn more. But as always, I thank you guys for watching wishing you all the best in 2022 and i'll see you in the next video